Okay, we are in Sefer Yechezkel, Perek Mem, Pasuk Aleph, Be'esrim V'chamesh Shona L'Golusenu. And so we have reached the, the final home stretch of Yechezkel. There are nine more prakim, mostly consumed by prophecies given to Yechezkel as to the dimensions, the <coughs> blueprint, the measurements of the third base Hamikdash, the bias Shlishi. And as we've learned with Yechezkel, there are always complexities involved. Uh, there are many questions on this. There are many controversies. And a specific question would be that, as we're going to see from the dateline of this parak, it is approximately 50 years to Bias Shani. Certainly, Yechezkel, we know, had the Nevuos and the plans for Bayez Shani. Why did he choose, at the Kaddish Baruch Hu's instructions, to leapfrog over Bayez Shani and go to a Bayez Shlishi that would be sort of in the Messianic era? Why skip over Bayez Shani? And the answer to that seems to be that Bayez Shlishi is intended to be permanent. It will never be destroyed. It is the permanent Shriya the residing of the spirit of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And quite frankly, the group that was going from Bavel to build Bayez Shani were just not worthy of that kind of permanent structure. There were few of them going. We saw the initial group, or we will see, was 70. There were no Kohanim. There were no Levian. What happened was that we, as we often do, grow very comfortable in Gaulus, and not that many people wanted to go back to Bayez Shani to rebuild it. And so, Kaddish Baruch said, no, he is not going to bestow the permanence on Bayez Shani. That will ultimately be destroyed. And Bayez Shlishi will be done according to what his specifications are. So that would explain that. Nor would, in going through this parrot, it serve any purpose to go through the exhaustive blueprint, floor print, dimensions described here. It is a lot of tzfachim and amos. Uh, my suggestion is we're going to certainly go over the highlights, but that you would be best served using the diagrams in the Art Scroll English of Yechezkel. There's some beautiful diagrams that give a visual reality to what the Navi is saying. So with that, let us begin. In the 25th year of my Golos, Yechezkel's Golos, we know that Yechezkel went out in that first elite 
exile of Nebuchadnezzar. Elitus had included the Nevi'im, the Sanhedrin, the Rabbanim, the political elite, the commercial elite, and of course they founded in Bavel probably one of the greatest uh, diaspora communities ever formulated in our history, but it's which means it's another five years before the destruction of the temple. So it is the 20th year, meaning, as we've said, there are 50 more years to the 70th year where they will go out at the uh, decision of Cyrus the Great in Daryevesh, who encourages them to build their second temple. Moreover, it is Barosh Hashanah Ba'asar Lachodesh. It is Rosh Hashanah in the 10th of the month. The only time you would have, theoretically, a Rosh Hashanah in the 10th uh, of Tishrei is if it's Yovel, and that's exactly the case. They missed the Yovel because of the Gullus. It is now the declaration of Yovel, even though it is not practiced in Bavel. Um, so therefore, it's Esel Achodesh Ba'abar Sashana Achar Asher Hukasa Ha'ir, the 14th year after the year was destroyed. Be'etzem Hayom Hazeh Hayzah Alai Yad Hashem. In the midst of that day, Be'etzem Hayom Hazeh, Yad Hashem was upon me, Bayovei Osi Shoma. Bayovei Osi Shoma, as Rashi says, El Ha'ir Ahukasa. He is transported, not physically, but in a vision to Yerushalayim. Uh, he, Yerushalayim, as Rashi says, Osa Shona Horkavu Binyan Habayis Asid Lavo. And he will get, as we're going to see, a virtual tour of the base Hamikdash the third base Hamikdash, as it is projected. Um, we should say that the Rambam, in his Hilchos base Habachira, says that the temple, the second temple, any temple after that, must be in Yerushalayim, at the same place the Bayis Rishon were. And so any base Hamikdash, and that is why it is at that Temple Mount, at the same place. Um, so, Rambam also says that the purpose of the Beis HaMikdash is for Korbanos. It is to give B'nai Yisrael the opportunity to make sacrifices, Korbanos, to come three times a year and to do Korbanos. Ramban dissents. Ramban says the base Hamikdash is a direct continuation of Har Sinai. In other words, its purpose is not Karbanos, but it's Shriya It is to find or to house the Kaddish Baruch Hu in permanent dwelling. And that is the business uh, of difference between them. One is Karbanos, the Rambam, Ramban, it's Shriyas Hashrina. Also, I would point out the only time, other than this Pasuk, 
Be'etzem hayom hazeh, in the midst of this day that Yechezkel uses that expression, is interestingly back in Chafdalad, where it is told, he is told to mark this day, Be'etzem hayom hazeh, that this is the day Nebuchadnezzar breaches the wall of Yerushalayim and of the temple, of Yerushalayim rather, and that it is perfectly symmetrical that on this day, Be'etzim Hayom Mark, this is the beginning of the rebuilding of Chomos Yerushalayim. So it's a very uh, ironic but not accidental use of language. And the Kodesh Baruch Hu transports Yechezkel there. B'maros Elohim Heviani El Eretz Yisrael uh, as Rashi says, lo halach, he doesn't go in reality. He's not going to Yerushalayim. He never leaves Bavel. Ella herani ki'ilu anisham, says Rashi. It's as if I was there, <coughs> excuse me, in a vision. <coughs> Rabbeinu Bachya and Midrash Tanchuma say, okay, so why must we study now these prakim on a third temple? It is so far in the distant future, we don't know when it will be. Why now are we bringing this in for very detailed study? And the answer is that as we learn in Karbanos, and even though we don't do Karbanos anymore, the Gemara tells us that he who studies the Karbanos, it's as if he's bringing a Karban. Same situation here. The study of these matters, it's as if we were building the temple itself, and that is why it has such an importance to us. So I am brought to Eretz Yisrael, in a vision, I am planted on top of a big mountain, and of course that has to be Har Hamoriah. The olive and I see south of that mountain the outlines of a city, and as the Mephorshim tell us, that is Yerushalayim that will be rebuilt south of the uh, mount of the temple. Vayogo osi shama, and I am brought there, v'hine ish marehu kemarehu nechoshes. There is someone there to greet me at the gates. His appearance is as of copper. And again, not in coincidence, we have seen this before in Perik Aleph, in that mystical Maser Merkava, the angels are appearing to him in copper, Nechoshes. We can assume it's even the same angel. Upsil Pishtim Biyado, he has a cloth of linen in his hand, a line of flax, and a measuring rod. Ukineha a measuring stick, who made Bashar. He is standing in the gate to greet me. Um, we saw, interestingly enough, in the previous 
a previous parent, I forget which one, when the other virtual tour Yechezkel takes to see this time the terrible evil going on in the temple, there is a stranger that greets him. But his purpose, as we're going to see, is destructive. So here it is no coincidence that there is a stranger here to greet him, appearing as the angels do in Perik Olive, with a measuring stick and the flax in his hand. The flax is to measure the ground width. The other is to measure the length and width of the walls. And he is standing at the entrance to the gate. And he speaks to me. Pay attention with your eyes, with your ears, with your heart. In other words, focus, fasten every one of your senses to what I'm going to show you because the purpose of showing it to you, the purpose is to tell this over to B'nai Israel. Specifically, they are in Golas. They don't know when they're getting out. They are feeling hopeless. This will give them a message of hope. But it also teaches us, say the Mepharshim, that when you come to the base Hamikdash, or even when you come to your learning, your Davni, you must focus on it with all your senses, eyes, ears, heart, to be effective. So now we are describing the walls and the parrot is going to come from the outer wall into the inner side of the thing through the ulam. We're going to stop at the Ekadshe Kedoshim, which we will pick up in tomorrow. But now we're doing the outer wall. And the Mephoshim say, if you take that measurement of six Amos by six Amos and measure the distance, you will have an incredible distance of, not distance, uh, square footage, square cubits, of nine million square cubits, 500 by 500. The second temple was 250,000 cubits. So we see the vast difference between Bayeshlishi and Bayeshani. And so the outer walls are all going to be built, but the eastern wall, as we're going to see, is shorter. It is shorter because, as we know, the Pora Aduma is sacrificed on Har Hazetim, and the Kohen bringing the Parajuma must be able to see when the Zrika occurs in the temple, and therefore it's at the eastern side of the temple, and so the wall is made shorter to improve his visibility line. Continues, the eastern wall, and he measures that, etc., the measurement of the wall. And he proceeds to tell us 
through these measurements um, that the windows, he uses the expression uh, in determining the window that uh, it is the skinnier part of the window is on the inside, the heavier part of the window is on the outside, and this is counterintuitive because you would think you want the light to go from outside the base, in, in the base, I'm making outside to be a greater source of light. No, specifically, it is, as we say, counterintuitive. You want the light to go out from the base Hamikdash to the outside. Um, <coughs> continues uh, the Navi that Chalonos um, test above now. The Chalonos atumos el hatonim. That explains that the window had to be skinnier uh, on the inside rather than on the outside. And these halonos are severe. And we continue with these very exacting measurements, and we should point out the Rambam tells us two things about this bias. One, the measurements are not that reliable. They are not that unambiguous. Moreover, there is no requirement that the actual construction will be like this third base uh, Hamikdash is describing. And so, as we say, we continue with these measurements, which are exact, specific measurements of cubits and half cubits and hand breadths. And we, as we say, we are going inwards into the base Hamikdash. And we will see that tomorrow, as we reach the Ulam, uh, we are now ready to go into the Kodesh Kedushim, and that is where we will pick it up in Mir Hashem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. Don't miss it.